Hello, and welcome to episode 25 of the Metal Chat Podcast. My name is Melissa, and I'm coming to you from Boston, Massachusetts. I'm here with my trusty co-host, Maeve Kitty. Today's episode is going to be the review of the new K.K. Downing project, K.K.'s Priest. The album is entitled Sermons of the Sinner. It came out last week. I've been living with it for a while, and I have some thoughts on the matter. But before we get started, as always, I want to reach out and thank everyone for the continued support. It is much appreciated. And with that, we're on to episode 25, Sermons of the Sinner. All right, so now we are going to talk about KK's Priest Sermons of the Sinner. Right off the bat, I want to tell you guys that I'm not really loving the name KK's Priest. I get it. You know, his explanation is that he was a founding member of Judas Priest and he has the right to use the name Priest. And I understand that. The thing is, is I just didn't want this to turn into a like a dueling band type of thing. You know, the two Alcatraz, the two Queensryche, the two LA Guns, the two Dock and the two this, the two that. I wanted it to kind of stand on its own, but um, I don't think he's there yet. You know, I think he's having a little trouble letting go of the whole Judas Priest thing, which is obvious because he continues to talk about not being invited back into Priest and uh, he really needs to get over it and just move on. He's put this um, band together, he's put this album out, and he needs to just focus on this. That said, it's called KK's Priest. The album cover is, I don't know, it's all right. It's kind of cool. It's simple. It's not over the top. It kind of tells you what you need to know. I got the CD. I didn't see any reason to sort of get anything else to get like the album and get it autographed and all this sort of stuff that they have out. The CD seems to be just enough for me. Okay, so the personnel in the band. Let's talk about the band for a minute. So there's KK, obviously. He's doing the guitars. They have another guitarist called AJ Mills, who I'm not familiar with. Uh, he's from the band Hostel, a band that I'm not familiar with. So I have nothing to say about them. Sean Elg, or Elge, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name, is on the drums. Now, of course, he's taken over from Les Binks, who bowed out due to an injury. There is reports that if they take this on the road, that he will, in fact, be joining them live, which would be awesome. But Sean does a really good job. I definitely think that he is somebody who is a Priest fan. You can sort of see in his drumming throughout this album that he definitely is familiar with Les Binks and Scott Travis. He's from the band Cage, a band that I'm also not familiar with, although I did check them out on YouTube. They're sort of new metal, metal core. They're not bad. And then you have Tony Newton on bass. He also co-produced the album. Now, Tony Newton comes from the band Voodoo 6. And anybody who's familiar with Iron Maiden is probably familiar with Voodoo 6 because that's Joe Lazarus's band. He's the drummer in that band. The interesting thing about that band is Tony started that band with Richie Faulkner, who left that band to join Judas Priest. It's very incestuous. And speaking of incest, we get to vocals, Tim Ripper Owens, who of course is well known as the frontman or the former frontman for Judas Priest back in the 90s. He's also done work with Iced Earth and Charred Walls of the Damned. He's one of the three tremors. He's out and about, always doing his thing, does a little of this, a little of that. So that's the lineup. And now we're going to talk about the album track by track. So it opens with uh, something called Incantation, which is a spoken 
spoken word intro. I think it's Tim talking. It sounds like it might be him. Not 100% sure of that. I think it sets the table for the next couple of songs or the next three songs. It sort of put you in that headspace and that vibe of what they're trying to go for in the first three tracks of this album. After that, the first song kicks in, Hellfire, Thunderbolt, which most people are familiar with because it was the first single that came out. It kicks in with a bang. It's definitely got a heavy Judas Priest sound, sort of a jugulator era sound. The drums um, sound really, really good, and the guitar work is excellent. The only gripe that I have with this song is that I don't really love Tim's vocals. He's much higher in his register, and so I find him to be kind of screechy, which after a while just gets kind of annoying. I didn't really, I got kind of over that whole screechiness. He's like even more screechy than Rob Halford on his screechiest. The second song is the second single. It is also the title track sermons of the sinner it also harkens back to old school judas priest a screaming for vengeance vibe i would say again great guitar work solid song again i have to say that i don't love the vocals i find them to be too screechy it does get into his uh more of a mid-range later in the album which i much prefer the third song is a song that i can't pronounce secretos il diablo i don't know if i'm saying that right but that's a this is a very cool song as well And this is where his vocals get a lot better for me. He kind of takes it down a notch, which I actually prefer. But I like this song very much. It's growing on me. I didn't like it as much in the beginning, but it's kind of growing on me. Now we get into a different part of the album. I don't know the part two of the album you want to say. And this is where, where it gets super cheesy and they throw out all the metal tropes. The first song is called Raise Your Fist. And I actually really like this song. It's probably one of my favorite songs on the album. It definitely has a Halloween-y feel to it. Definitely a power metal vibe. It is super cheesy, super cheesy lyrics, but fun cheesy. Kind of over the top, but definitely something that you could see live and really enjoy live. The next song is Brothers of the Road. And I don't really love this song. It's way over the top cheesy. And there's like gang vocals. I just don't really care for the song. I will say, once again, great guitar work. Song six is what I would consider their maiden song. It definitely has a maiden feel to it. There's even some time changes going on in there. I like this song as well, even though, again, it's the same cheesy metal trope. But again, I think it'll be fun live. Track number seven is probably my least favorite song on the album. It's called Wild and Free. And it's just, I don't know. I just can't get behind this song. Maybe it'll grow on me. I'm not sure. There's this really stupid breakdown in the middle that I don't really like but then it kicks into a really great guitar solo so even though this song is not my favorite song on the album I really really do like the guitar work next up is hail for the priest which is one of my favorite songs on the album actually it's doomy it sort of has an Aussie feel to it not like a black sabbath Aussie feel but like a Aussie solo feel to it but it does also have sort of a doomy thing going on i prefer the subject matter it's darker i prefer it over the cheesiness of going on and on about being metal so i would say that this is probably this song and raise your fist are two of my favorite songs on the album. And the last song is The Return of the Sentinel. 
I'm sure that everyone is familiar with the song, The Sentinel, which is a very famous and very much beloved Judas Priest song. This is the part two. If you've listened to my last episode, you know how I feel about sequels. I don't really love them. I won't spoil it and tell anybody what happens to The Sentinel in this song. It's a really good song. It's just, I don't know, it's kind of a weird thing to do, like a part two of that song. I mean, I guess it's, it's you know, you're telling, telling the next part of the story. It's a really good song, though, and it's much better than listening to more songs about how much we love being metal. So that's it. It's a quick analysis, I know. Uh, I didn't go super in-depth. I would definitely check the album out. I'd give it probably a 7. The guitar work is solid. Actually, the musicianship in general is solid. After those first couple of songs, Tim kind of chills out with his voice, and his voice sounds really, really great. The production on this album is good. I mean, I would consider this more of a utilitarian album. It's probably not on anybody's best of for 2021 but it's a solid fun metal album I wouldn't take it too seriously it's in my rotation on my phone for when I am out and about and I'm walking or I'm on the subway and it'll come up and I'll listen to it but I don't know that this is something that in a year's time I'll really be reaching for this CD to listen to it in its entirety I hope that they come out and do it live because they'll be playing smaller venues and I'd really enjoy seeing KK in a smaller venue especially if Les joins them I think that'd be really great if you want to tell me what you think about this album and I would love to know you can reach out to me on Twitter at Metal Chat Pod or you can email me at MetalMelissaPodcast at gmail.com so that's it it's a quick one that's all I've got for you until next time be well Metal we're Metal Throw and Throw